Sports car racing is one of the most exciting and unique forms of motorsport. But for someone new to the sport, it can be a bit confusing. From the different classes and series to the types of cars and countless acronyms, there's a lot to keep track of. In this four-part series, we'll break down everything you need to know on the road to sports car racing fandom. Whether you're getting friends and family into the sport for the first time, becoming a new fan yourself, or just need a little refresher, Sports Car 365 is here to help you get up to speed on the current state of international sports car racing. I'm Jonathan Grace, and this is Sports Car 101. So now that we've established what sports car racing is, it's time to look at the types of cars that make the sport tick. This episode of Sports Car 101 is all about prototypes. They've been around since the early 1950s, and they've gone through countless iterations, styles, and homologations. Today, prototypes are the closed cockpit, purpose-built, high-downforce racing machines that set the pace on track. Generally, you can identify a prototype by its larger aerodynamic elements, or big wings, centralized cockpits, and faster lap times. Despite the car's aerodynamics wrapping around a central monocoque, the driver still sits to one side of the cockpit inside the race car. This is so that drivers can more easily switch in and out with one another during pit stops, and so they don't interfere with refueling the car. More on these insane pit stops later in the series. Sports car racing is all about racing with multiple classes at the same time, and prototypes are no exception. Currently, prototypes are divided into three major classifications. Top-level prototypes, LMP2, and LMP3. Each of these categories include their own homologation and set of regulations. Let's talk about top-level prototypes. These are your overall race winners, the ones on the race posters, and the cars every professional sports car driver aspires to compete in. They're the fastest sports cars anywhere in the world. With speeds of over 200 miles per hour and enough downforce to lap faster than anything else on track, top-class prototypes are some of the fastest race cars on the planet. Top-level prototypes have taken on different forms throughout the years, but they currently stand as the pinnacle of sports car racing, showcasing the latest technology that the racing world has to offer. In recent years, this has taken the form of hybridization, combining a powerful internal combustion engine with an electric motor. In the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, the top class is called GTP, or Grand Touring Prototype. And in the World Endurance Championship, WEC, Hypercar is the top class. The actual cars competing in these classes are either LMH, Le Mans Hypercar, or LMDH, Le Mans Daytona Hybrids. LMH cars can be hybrids, non-hybrids, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, basically whatever you want, as long as it fits the technical regulations. Manufacturers design these cars from the ground up. LMDH cars, by comparison, build off of the chassis of an LMP2 car. We'll discuss these next. And they use a spec hybrid powertrain, which is paired to whatever internal combustion engine and aerodynamic design the manufacturer chooses, as long as the car fits within the technical regulations. The use of a spec hybrid system means that everybody gets the same hybrid powertrain, and this is to help keep costs down when building and designing an LMDH car. We could spend an entire episode breaking down the converged regulations between LMH and LMDH, but the important thing to know is that they're built to their own set of regulations. Both types of cars can compete in the World Endurance Championship's hypercar class, 
and in IMSA's GTP class without any major modifications. This means you could take the same car and enter it into IMSA's 24 Hours of Daytona, then ship it to France for the 24 Hours of Le Mans in the WEC. Regardless of where they compete, LMH and LMDH cars all run on the same set of tires from a single manufacturer. Currently, LMH and LMDH cars compete in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in the United States and internationally in the World Endurance Championship, where they both serve as the top class. Top automotive brands tend to compete as factory teams, but they often choose to partner with major organizations to help run the team. Porsche Penske Motorsport is a prime example. Customer teams can also purchase cars directly from a manufacturer to run on their own. There are a number of smaller privateer teams as well, like Baikalis and Glickenhaus, that enter the mix, designing their own bespoke cars to compete against the world's top brands and customer teams for overall wins. Top-class prototypes have a lot of freedom when it comes to styling and design, offering manufacturers a way to showcase their brand's unique design language on their race cars, all while opening the door for unique and creative aerodynamic and engine solutions. For example, BMW's current LMDH car features the brand's iconic kidney grills on the front of the car, which acts as both a styling cue for BMW and a functional aerodynamic element that helps the car's performance. These cars don't necessarily look like the Ferraris, Cadillacs, or BMWs that we see on the road, but their styling includes elements from each brand's road cars that help set them apart on track. With the freedom to design these cars differently and use different powertrains, LMH and LMDH cars all look distinctly different from one another, and they sound unique as well. At night, you can tell the Peugeot LMH car is coming by its headlights, and you'll hear the distinct sound of the Acura LMDH car as it lets off the throttle and the engine chatters through a corner. Hypercars and GTP-class cars are the fastest things on track, which means they have to navigate their way through slower-class traffic throughout the entirety of a race. This means that they'll almost always finish a race multiple laps up on any other class. All sports cars are difficult to drive, but top-flight prototypes offer a unique challenge, and as such, you'll typically find the best of the best behind the wheel of a GTP or Hypercar-class car. One step below your top-flight prototypes is LMP2 or Le Mans Prototype 2. While these cars aren't quite as fast as their Hypercar or GTP-class counterparts, they still produce blisteringly quick lap times, and in some series like the European Le Mans series or Asian Le Mans series, LMP2 is the top class. Just like LMH and LMDH, LMP2 refers to a set of regulations to which the cars are built. Unlike top-level prototypes, however, LMP2 cars don't have the design freedoms that their GTP and Hypercar class competitors do. Aside from adjustments to car setup and slight aerodynamic tweaks, there's very little you can do to visually set it apart on track. This is because LMP2 cars exist within a tighter set of regulations and are built by a select few companies who then supply them to teams looking to race. This makes LMP2 effectively a customer class. At the time of recording, you can purchase an LMP2 car from one of four constructors, Orica, Delara, Ligier, or Multimatic. The LMDH manufacturers we've discussed in the previous section can select any of these constructors to build the base chassis for their top-level prototypes. Since its introduction, the Orica 07 Gibson is by far the most common LMP2 car you'll see on the grid and has become the car of choice for teams looking to compete in the class. 
Since LMP2 cards are built to the same specification, they all feature the same V8 power plant regardless of manufacturer. The car's monocoque is fully carbon fiber, and the car is slowed with carbon brakes. There are tight regulations around the car's bodywork, aerodynamics, weight, and overall build. There's also regulations about the type of drivers who can compete in LMP2 classes, but more on this in the Rules and Regulations episode. The other enticing element of LMP2 cars is the price. The cost of the cars is regulated, meaning that car costs remain in check to allow teams to focus on the racing. This class caters to both professional and amateur drivers, but definitely leans towards the professional side of the spectrum. Currently, LMP2 cars are eligible for a number of major championships and series, like the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, the World Endurance Championship, the European Le Mans Series, and Asian Le Mans Series. The third type of prototype you'll commonly see is LMP3, or Le Mans Prototype 3. This homologation is structured very similarly to LMP2, but is one step down in terms of performance. LMP3 spec cars are slower than LMP2s, but still faster than the Grand Touring cars we'll cover in the next episode. LMP3 cars are designed to be the entry-level prototype in the various series and championships they compete in. That being said, in some support series like IMSA's VP Racing Sports Car Challenge, LMP3 is the fastest class. Cars are currently designed by manufacturers Ligier, Duquesne, Adesse, and Genetta. And as with LMP2, customers can purchase from any of these constructors and race them together on track. While all four constructors make homologated cars, the offerings from Ligier and Duquesne tend to dominate the market. Spec engines are also part of the equation for LMP3, with each car being fitted with the same production-based 5.6-liter V8 from Nissan under the current set of regulations. This engine is based on the production engine found in many Infiniti SUVs and sounds absolutely glorious on track. The car's chassis is made up of a combination of carbon fiber and steel, and they feature steel brakes. LMP3 cars also feature less efficient downforce compared with their LMP2 counterparts. All of these things combine to make it slower around a lap than an LMP2 car. But don't be fooled, these are still downforce-reliant, purpose-built race cars. Visually, it can be challenging to tell LMP2 and LMP3 cars apart on track. Championships tend to use different colored number plates, class stickers, and color accents to set the cars apart during a race. And the eagle-eyed viewer will also be able to spot certain aerodynamic and styling differences between the two classes. While specific class homologations in LMP2 and LMP3 may change, the name of the game is balancing uniformity, performance, and cost. The regulations are written to help keep cars as equal as possible, to go as fast as possible in their class for a reasonable amount of money. Like LMP2, LMP3 cars are cost-controlled, making them incredibly attractive to both amateur and professional drivers, although unlike LMP2, LMP3s are specifically catered to amateur drivers. As it stands, LMP3 cars are eligible to race in some major championships and series, like the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, as well as IMSA's VP Racing Sports Car Challenge, the European Le Mans Series, and the Asian Le Mans Series. There are a few other types of prototype race cars that compete all around the world, but they're far less common. A popular choice for amateurs are radicals. These are open cockpit prototype cars that compete in Radical Cup series all around the world. 
Performance-wise, this would be slower than an LMP3 car, but still utilize a high-horsepower engine, and they use downforce to drive performance. Ligier also makes its own JSP4 prototype, which would also be a step down from LMP3. So too is the R1 prototype built by Czech company Praga. All of these cars offer a much more affordable way to dip your toe into the world of prototype racing, although I'd preface that by saying that nothing in the racing world is actually inexpensive. Whether they're LMH and LMDH prototypes, LMP2 or LMP3 cars, prototypes are distinct, purpose-built, downforce-wielding race cars that compete in most major sports car series and championships. While rules, regulations, and homologations adapt with the racing world, prototypes have been in the sport for a long time, and they're here to stay. They showcase new technology and allow manufacturers and teams to compete for overall glory at some of the world's biggest racing events. But they aren't alone on the grid, though. In the next two episodes of Sports Car 101, we dive into the wonderful world of GT cars before taking a look at the rules and regulations that define the sport.